Hi, welcome to Tech Talks in 20. My name is Joe Shufo, and this is a podcast designed to better your customer experience in around 20 minutes with Genesis experts. And today I'm joined by Michael Logan, a senior consultant at Genesis. You may recognize that name. He's joining us again. Now, we loved him so much, we wanted to bring him back, but this time the focus was on gamification. Michael and I talked about the natural instinct to compete, the wondering if you're doing well as an employee and the need for a path. What does good look like? How do you stop employees from keying into the wrong metrics? Because if you don't set a path, it can happen without your direction. And there's a chance that might not always be positive. So we dive into the way that reward systems work, mental health and working from home, and what building team camaraderie actually looks like, what gamification can do to just make that better. This is a great episode that ends with three webinars we'd love to share that dive even deeper into the topic of gamification and how you can put it in place in your workforce. So I hope you love this episode and thanks for joining us. So Michael, it is great to have you back on the podcast. For those of you that didn't listen to the first episode, Michael joined us to talk about workforce engagement. Now, you've already gone over your background and how it's enabled you today, but for those of you listening for the first time, we'd love to kind of reiterate on that. Michael, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you found yourself in the position you're in today? Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty easy one. We'll go through it pretty quick. I have spent 15 years as a producer for events and television programs, sporting events, things along those lines. I, I always knew the importance of presenting and demonstrating during a, a, an event, particularly. So I, I understand that role and that led to demonstrating software. So about almost eight years ago, I transitioned over to software and I've focused on workforce management. And I feel like that's that's been part of what I've done in the past. I've, been, I've managed people, I've managed large groups. I, I know the importance of keeping an employee happy. And actually I've always liked the idea, probably didn't mention this last time, just the idea of finding people work. I know that sounds silly. I think everybody has some satisfaction in that. Just the fact that if you can find someone a job and put them in a position and they like it, that's even better. I love that. And I think something that's worth highlighting here is because you speak with so many customers as you go through demonstrations and hear about what they're looking for, you are getting just such a depth of understanding on how people are doing things successfully, what's maybe not working for them. And that's something that as we look towards the topic of today, which is gamification in the workplace, people are trying to understand what's out there, how to get started. And they don't want to go down a path that that might not work and suffer some issues with morale. So I really think this is a reason why we're just so happy to have you join us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you're right. I do get to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly stories that we get from our customers. And it's it's not from our customers. It's our it's folks that are transitioning to us, you know, that are working on other platforms. It, it's changed a lot recently. There's a, obviously a lot has changed. And that emphasis on workforce management has really changed as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So going back a few months ago, when you and I were talking around workforce engagement, why it was suddenly becoming important and was there a driving purpose to make it more important in walks a pandemic and about <laughs> uh, nine months later right we are realizing that 
yes, it is very important. And things like adherence and making sure that people are following schedules and building schedules that work suddenly have come front and center because we're all working from home. We're not in the same place anymore. And you just can't overcome these issues in person face to face like we used to. Right. Yeah, that's a that that's it's interesting because I don't know that the importance of workforce management changed because we were talking about it before this happened. And I think what happens is we start to see new ways of managing our staff because we're all remote. And I think one thing we, we touched on then was it's important to keep that engagement open. It's important to, you know, trust, I guess, trust the process that you've built and put in place with your product and then stand back, let that process take place and check in with your employees, check in with your agents, check in with your supervisors, make sure everyone is on track and everything is meeting the the business objectives that we've, we've set out. And that was kind of the conversation we had last time around workforce management, how we set a goal, we set step away from it, and then we check in. That hasn't changed, obviously, but the check-in means a lot more now. The check-in now means I'm making sure that, you know, my agents that are at home aren't struggling with connectivity issues, that they have internet, that they're staying engaged, they're staying, they feel like they're part of something, they're not on the same track every day. And I feel like that's a big differentiator. The different types of adherence exceptions that we're dealing with now, but also how we're keeping those employees engaged and, and reducing attrition. And I think something that we've all learned recently is we're finding new ways to do this. And it, it is unprecedented in that we've never had to do it this way with this sense of urgency before. So I imagine many are trying to find the best way to keep people engaged. And to your point, keep people in a state where they're excited about work, or at least feel like that they have a path to show there is progress being made. The question I have for you, and this is maybe a bit more direct, but is gamification something that you see that's helping align with those problems you highlighted? Or is it another fad? Is it something that we're trying to push out there just to tell people there's another way to do the same thing? Oh, no, not not the same thing. This is handing off more responsibility to your your agents and your employees. And I think that that gives them that ownership that they need, but it also provides the rewards and recognitions that everyone strives. Everyone wants that reward. Everyone, everyone wants recognition. And to have that built into a single interface is really key. So for a lot of the pain points that we deal with when we're talking with customers that are on older platforms, they don't have that visibility. They have to build that visibility into their their metrics and they have to find ways to, to provide that to agents. But I think what we're doing natively in one interface is, is delivering that information to your agents, but setting goals. And we're enhancing things like coaching and training through these single interfaces, but then also the analytics behind it give us that round out, that 360 degrees of what occurred for the agent. But when you provide that information to the agent, you're giving them the ownership of making decisions, but also the challenge to, to do the right thing. And it's that innate sense of competition that they have to meet a, a metric that you've set in place. So knowing what that metric is and being able to go and review it and stay in, engaged daily to make sure that you're meeting those metrics is really what, what the key is with that. Because you can give visibility into into statistics. That's easy. In some applications, that's easy. Uh, but the idea that we can provide more around that, you know, being able to give instant recognition to those metrics and know which metric I'm trying to hit. I don't, I don't have to remember what I'm trying to hit on a certain KPI. 
but also being able to challenge other users. That's a really key point. It, it's, it's a social platform as well where I can go in and, and challenge other participants and not have to be dependent on what an admin is set up. Okay. And so to take a step back on my end, as I'm trying to draw parallels to this, I think you could probably make a drinking game for every time I mentioned that I started my career as a support engineer. But one of the things I struggled with was onboarding. It was tough. I didn't feel like I had the knowledge at first. I heavily relied on a really great team and luckily had a really great manager. But we used gamification. Funny enough, we were all in the office together. So gamification was tracking metrics on a whiteboard and competing against each other. But it was really important to me identifying what I needed to key in on as this is what a good job looks like. And the knowledge that I need to gather to do better on those metrics. In our case, we looked a lot at closing tickets for resolving customer problems. But we had issues in the past, right, where agents started tracking just the time that they were on waiting for interactions to come in. And what you do is you find yourself worrying about being away. You're not worried about the customer. You're not worried about learning more. You're simply worrying about just being online. And so I think that we can see that if you don't set a path, it might happen without your direction as a manager, and that might not always be a positive thing. Is that something that you see in gamification as a way to fix that and maybe set the correct path for for new employees to onboard quicker? Yeah, there's a couple interesting points there because one, I want to go back into your into your support story there and talk about the whiteboard. You know, the whiteboard's gone. We don't have that whiteboard at the end of a room anymore. And so how we're how we're making that investment in ensuring that agents are and employees are staying on track is through gamification. So one is the, that again, that competition takes over in a room like that, and you and you hear it. It's part of the room. It lives in the room. And that's what you're giving that user back that are that are working remote. You know, you're giving them that that room to be competitive in. And for an admin, I'm able to control what we're we're competing against, and it, it doesn't stray away like you were saying. You were to the point where it was more about your adherence, less about closing tickets. Well, I need to be on the phone to close tickets. Well, we're giving visibility to the agents. They know when they need to be on the phone. They have adherence built in. But then also they have the the visibility to make decisions around when they can step away. So if I'm scheduled to leave at a certain time, and again, this isn't a consulting here when I say this, but or saying this is how our application is built, but just saying as a user on this platform, I have all the information I need to make the right decision at the right time. And that's really what's key. If we give our users the opportunity to, to take ownership in their data and take ownership in how they how they manage their day, they will do the right things. And I often use the example of companies that offer open time off. I don't know if you've been around one of those companies where you can take as many days as you need to, approved by manager, of course, but there's no, we're not tracking how many hours or how many days you get per year. Because what you find is that, and probably to the detriment of the, of the employee in some cases, is they don't take advantage of it. Actually, they take less time off because they're not trying to hit a number. They're not trying to hit a a goal at that point. And again, they're they feel like if I if I don't use it, I'll lose it. In that case where an employee has the op- opportunity to take time off, they're going to make the best business decision and they're going to make decisions I need to uh, hit these goals before I can take time off. You hit on a lot is setting the foundation for people to feel like they can make decisions on their own, which is even more important when you are in a sense on your own at home. 
in one of the webinars that we linked in the resources for this podcast, we have someone named Randy Carter, who's fantastic. And he goes into the psychology of motivating contact center employees. He hits on a book called Payoff, which is the hidden logic that shapes our motivations by Dan Ariely. And something they noticed was if they gave kids a Lego kit to build something with, and then they brought them back to the person and said, I finished the Lego kit. This is what it looks like. If the researcher were to just take it apart automatically and not acknowledge the kit being built at all and just break it down, or they were just to take it and kind of toss it away, people didn't make as many kits. They weren't as apt to keep trying for more. But if someone brought up that Lego and it was finished and they built what they were trying to build and the researcher took it and went, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, Here's another one to try. People actually kept building these kits. And that may sound crazy, but what the the research noted was ignoring someone is almost as bad as breaking things down in front of them or trashing the work. And so when we look at gamification, it's a chance to acknowledge people. It's a chance to say what we are acknowledging. And to your point, it's also a way to let people know this is what we're making decisions on is what is good. I think that flexibility is something that we need more now than ever. Is Is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, absolutely. There's that motivator around challenging each other around those. But then also it's the reward piece. When we offer reward, and and that's hard to do in a contact center. When when you're managing multiple users, and now it's even harder because they're they're separated. They're not in one place. I can't see a smiling face. I can't see someone that has a concerned look on their face and know when to step in just visually. Now I have to use these metrics. And what better way to do that then keep someone engaged in metrics by always, you know, focused on that game part, that that reward part, keeps them looking and keeps them active. So when we see trending, someone trending the wrong way, we know when to step in. We know when to stop by that office and or reach out to them in the chat and say, hey, is everything going okay? I've got this training seminar. I'd like you to maybe step away from the from calls and chats and emails for a bit and just take this training session. It'll help you out. So we know when when to offer that. It's that behavior influence, right? That positive reinforcement that we get, but then on our side, on the admin side, we're able to see the trends that could reduce attrition when someone's not meeting those metrics and step in and find out why. So Michael, you hit on something I think that's really important is attrition. Because we always think about how we're letting employees know they're doing the right thing, but it's it's equally important that it's expensive to train someone. And not only is it expensive, it takes a long time to train someone and bring them up to speed. I remember as a support engineer, you really weren't giving a lot of value until six months in. That's a long time. So coming back to that, I think if we were to address managers directly and we're looking at using gamification to reduce attrition, do you see this as a tool that can help with onboarding new employees or maybe even help employees that are good but are still struggling? Is that something you're seeing? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I think you, you brought up a good point is when you talk about attrition and having and getting a turnaround time with someone. A lot of times when you're new, you're focused you're focused on so much. Your mind's racing, right? You you have so many new new things thrown at you. And how do we reduce that stress? Well, one is we try to keep everything condensed in one location. We don't have you moving from different applications and learning new tools to meet certain objectives, but also, it's how do we influence behavior? If I'm new, the, these metrics may all be brand new to me. The idea of KPIs and certain 
terms are going to be brand new to me. So how do we reinforce that? Well, with gamification, we make it easy. We make it easy to consume. We also know that benchmark. As a user, they'll know exactly what, they'll, they'll learn those key terms faster. They will know what metrics you've laid out for them specifically, and they'll be able to see that in a dashboard that is fun, is engaging, and it's inviting, and, and it's challenging and rewarding all in one. And that will help keep that new user stay active and engaged in, in that process. So that's exciting because I can imagine if you're brand new, as a manager, you can say, look, it's unrealistic to think that your your average call time is going to be short. You're going to need to spend time to do research, to reach out for help. But what is important is that the customer you're helping is happy at the end of it and that you are driving things to resolution. So it gives you a bit of a training plan in a sense of where you know you can focus and what can come into play later on. Right. And then on the other side, for the for the admin side, the analytics behind it and being able to go back and, and get metrics around that and move forward and offer the right coaching, offer the right, you know, adjust the game to meet the needs of each individual, right? Boost performance in ways that uh, we haven't been able to do before in the past. And that's important too. You and I spoke in the past around it's tough to manage things that you aren't necessarily measuring. And I know that is a tall task. But when we think about a manager trying to identify someone that might be struggling, it's tough to find the stats that would indicate struggling. And for that person that is having trouble, it can be demoralizing. So how do you rebuild confidence? How do you get them out of that hole they're in? When you look at a whiteboard, obviously you're, you're picking whatever fits on a whiteboard. Are you seeing with gamification that it gives us the flexibility of not just the stats, but ways to identify where to go next from a manager standpoint? Well, yeah, because you, yeah, you have this leaderboard, if you will, and you have you have metrics that you've you've set out, and you see who's gravitating to the top, and you see who's falling behind on that, and you have instant results on that. Could you imagine going up and changing your whiteboard every time those changed, and how much if your room's a hundred people, are you going to go back and then reorder a hundred names on a board? No, you can't do that. It's 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 impossible. So you have instant results to what's happening and what's occurring. And you see who's at the bottom and you see what metrics they're missing on. And that gives you that capability uh, or that insight to go in and make adjustments where needed. Driving down that even more, something that you've said in the past is the notion of investing in efficiency, but also improving the quality of work life. Does gamification do that? I know you've hit on that in a few ways, but is this something where you also see that it's not just a benefit to the contact center, but it is a benefit to those that work within the contact center to make work a little bit more fun? Yeah, when I think about that, I think about yes, you have to you invest heavily in your agents, and it, we haven't even really focused on that service they're providing to, to your customers. So, how do we enhance that? How do we improve it? When we invest in someone, we want to give them the best shot at su succeeding, and if we can't be there in front of them, if we can't be there with them, let's give them a game that keeps them active. Let's keep them engaged. Let's keep them coming back for more. That's the way we're we're going to influence those positive behaviors. And those positive behaviors impact business, right? They're meeting your operational objectives. They're, your business outcomes are going to in increase because you're able to perhaps reduce average handle time or you know improve customer satisfaction, which you know they're key metrics, especially now. you know being really empathetic to everyone's needs now is important. Not just our customers, our employees that are, but we're all dealing with with uh, new and interesting ways of working from home. But then also uh, those customers, we have to improve our empathy around them as well because they're dealing with the same thing. So we have to 
influence positive behaviors. And there's no better way to do that than, than making that a challenge. And whether that challenge is set forth by your admin to increase business objectives, or if it's just a challenge between two agents where, you know, we want to have our own internal challenge and see who can be the best to improve that camaraderie, just feeling part of something bigger than just being at home. Yeah. So even coming back to that support story, I had a mentor that helped me and coached me through. It would be fun from a gamification standpoint to then get towards the end of that mentor relationship and you go, I'm going to challenge you now. We're going to compete in a certain statistic together so that there's some some skin in the game in a sense to show that not only do you have a mentor there to help you, but you also are being tested to show that this is working. You're, You're getting better and there's progress there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, and the rewards and that is, could you imagine beating your mentor? How, how good that would feel, right? You know, you talk about that, that good job or wow moment. That's, that's going to make you feel like you're going in the right direction. And that's really what it is. It's, it's giving someone that positive feedback, you know, that Lego moment when I hand you my Lego and get that, wow, this is a great job. It's those little moments that, you know, we can't be there for everyone, but this, this interface will deliver that wow moment for the agent. Wow, I'm doing really great. I've got a boost. I got a spark from someone or a challenge from someone. And it just keeps them going. Now, for those listening, one of the things that we mentioned earlier was that in the resources, we have three distinct webinars that we're hitting on. Each of them has a different purpose around putting gamification in action, focusing on engaging your at-home workforce, and even at just a base level of the psychology of motivating people that are working specifically in contact center. Michael, over to you, is there anything that you would think about as someone is trying to become more comfortable with gamification or just trying to get used to the concept of how they can apply it to their company? I would just say, think of the moments where you've been looking at ways of improving a certain metric or a certain objective, and you try to reward that behavior with a, with a gift card or you've put out messaging, you've constantly put out messaging, hey, we need to make sure we're doing better with this. Hey, we need to be making sure we're doing better with this. And you feel like you're just repeating yourself. <laughs> Those are the moments where gamification can take over. Those are the moments that that simple interface, you build it once, you send that message out once, you can still offer the gift card. It's an easy way to enhance behavior uh, with those rewards, but uh, build contests that meet those objectives instead of constantly reminding you, our agents and our users, hey, we need to we need to do better here. We need to do better here. That's a huge takeaway. So we know that I always like to end the podcast with what's the favorite thing in your personal tech stack that you can't live without. Now, you've already answered that in the past. So let's switch it up here. What is part of your personal quarantine tech stack? that you can't live without. That's kind of at my age it's embarrassing because I'm I'm playing a lot of online gaming. Yeah, there it is. I'm I'm doing a lot of uh PS4, NBA 2K20 right now. Playing people online that you know I don't know. So I'm I'm rewarding myself by probably beating little kids in basketball games. That's where I'm spending my time. That's yeah. When you hint at your work experience, are you saying that you learned gamification by beating people with my 76ers? In NBA 2K? I would never, never use the 76ers uh, ever. <laughs> Michael, I want to thank you. Obviously, this is your, your second time on here, and we are always super grateful to have you here. So for those of you listening, join us. Take a look at that first episode we had on workforce engagement and, and come back to this. I think that they layer on top of each other super well. And again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. It's been fun. Thank you very much for having me. I look forward to being back. And for those of you listening to the podcast, again, thank you for joining us for another episode of Tech Talks in 20. 
be sure to check out the resources. We've got three great webinars that really hit on very unique things, but all come back to gamification. And don't forget to click subscribe. We'd love for you to tune into more focused episodes on bettering customer experience. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.